2: but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases.
1: I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look
3: forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help.
2: Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today.
3: Welcome to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the big news. Sam Gerard signed for a long time for... Not that much money. I mean, it's a lot of money, but considering some of the other defensemen in the league, what they're getting paid, we'll see. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Haefeli, as always. AJ, let's just jump right in. What are your initial thoughts about the Sam Gerrard signing?
1: Well, my first, when I saw the 5AAV, my very, 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 very first thought was, that's a little pricey. Yeah. And then the more I sat with it and the more, I started thinking about you know it's funny, the conversation that I kept that kept popping up in my mind was the one you and I had about Sidney Crosby. Yeah, and uh, I kept thinking I was like you know, Sam Girard obviously isn't going to be Sidney Crosby, but this is a guy that could easily be. I mean, without very much development. You're talking about he can easily be a 35-point defenseman. Right. And and play rock solid defense in his own zone.
3: Yeah. And just to be clear, Gerard was signed for seven years at five million even. He does have one year left on his ELC. So the abs have him locked up for the next eight years, taking yeah. him to age 29.
1: And I started thinking about I started thinking about aging curves and everything about this. Is such a good deal. Yeah, I agree. You get him all through the 20s. Yep. All the good and all the bad. Whatever his 20s are going to bring, the Avs are paying for it now. Right. <laughs> and it's going to end at age 29, where there it will be a whale of a conversation about what happens next. Yeah. But so what? Like, that's the end of the 2027 season.
3: Right. You bought... Three UFA years of Sam Gerrard at age 22. Is he 22 now? I think it's 21. 21, right? He'll turn 22 next spring. So yeah, next May. Next yeah. May. <laughs> this this isn't
1: this is his upcoming season. This is his age 21 season? Right. And that's the only comp that I could really find that was really applicable. uh, Was Noah Hannafin.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And not only did they pay less and did the abs pay less in cap percentage uh, than what Noah Hannafin got, but they got essentially two extra years because Hannafin signed his, it's a six-year deal, but he signed it after his third year right, on his yeah. ELC. Whereas, you know, Gerard is signing it a year early and added a seventh year. I mean, the value on it is incredible here. Yeah, and I, it it depends on Gerard. Does he step up? Does he develop into the guy we think he can?
3: It does. If you know he completely stagnates, even then, I don't think it's an awful deal. You are probably overpaying a little bit, but when you look at what Dallas gave Essa Lindell, yes, he's a little bit older, but not really that much more NHL experience than Gerard. Put up similar numbers. Gerard had twenty seven points this year. Lindell had thirty two, and they're paying him five point eight. So, mm-hmm. the Avs, I think, certainly did better than that contract, and I do think the way the NHL is going, that range is just kind of the new normal. Defensemen are getting more expensive. It's, it's hard to lock them up on unbelievably cheap deals, but if Gerard hits and he grows, this deal will end up being one that is incredibly cheap.
1: And that's, that's the thing. Uh, I wrote about it in one of the two pieces that I wrote today about this deal. The the timing of this um is is crucial here. Yeah. Because they get him for five million and now they know that it's for five million moving right. forward. And by the second year of Gerard's deal, so that's twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Yep. They will have new contracts for Kale McCarr, Philip Grubauer. Miko ranted in maybe two new contracts, but certainly at least one. Yeah, uh, and Gabe Landeskog. Yeah, that's true. As guys that we've guys that we fully expect will need serious raises. Yep. You know, the third year could be that's when the Byram extension comes in. Uh, Tyson Jost, Andre Burakovsky, if they have big years, those guys could end up in it. We're talking. Alex Newhook's post-ELC contract Still
0: will likely be signed
1: Yeah, <laughs> during the life of this contract. Yep. That's how insane this is.
0: Yeah, That's seven years. <laughs> seven long, years is a
1: really long time, especially on a... With, with one year remaining on the ELC. Right. And at $5 million, like... We kind of looked at uh, use the Landeskog contract as as sort of a comparable here, yeah. Similar situations. The Avs signed him to a seven year deal with one one year in his ELC left to go, right? And totally comfortable with whatever they got out of him. You know, hey, we think this guy is going to be a fifty or sixty point guy. Has mostly been that took a huge step forward last year put up seventy five points in seventy three games and paid him five point seven million dollars yeah turned it in turned it into a beast of a deal combine right. that with fifteen playoff points in Ugh, sorry uh, bug him I just flew right into my eye <laughs> fifteen playoff points in eighteen playoff games that sucked um <laughs> you're talking about a premier playoff performer and a guy coming off a career year and a, and a monster in his, in his prime right? and has produced wonderfully throughout the life of that contract. You have no issues with it. And the day that it was signed, it was probably a little, it was a little on the higher side because the cap was a lot lower back then. Yeah, it, it was you know, and 8.66% for Landis Cox deal at five, at five and a half, a million per year five five seven one not five seven
3: <laughs> yeah it's that weird specific number yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> what is this how did you come up with this <laughs> but but there is a trend there right for players that haven't already produced to that level because if they had they'd be asking for more you drift into that maybe it's a slight overpay range as mm-hmm. you're betting on their future and Barring catastrophic injury problems and things like that, at worst, you're looking at, okay, we overpaid a little. And at best, you're looking at a fantastic contract.
1: Yeah, I think year one feels expensive. Yeah. Year seven, years four through seven, maybe years three through seven. (laughs) Yeah feel like at absolute worst likely market value.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you one thing. If I ever see Sam Gerrard at the Breckenridge Brewery, he's going to be buying my rounds. But uh, I do need to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they also just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a lighthearted Kolsch Ale, but for those of you who have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer, and make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on BSN Denver. It was just launched not that long ago, and you can see all of the events we have planned on there. We'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them, and you can RSVP and come hang out and have a good time with us. So, while Gerard, pretty soon will be able to afford a couple hundred kegs of Strawberry Sky, I also want to see how the future kind of shakes out with the Avs defense with him in it, because we still aren't exactly sure how they're going to fit the likely future top three of the team in Makar, Gerard, and Byram all together. So... This year, Byram is either going to be very sheltered or get sent back after likely a nine-game test type of thing. So, are we going to see a lot of Gerard and Makar this year, or are they going to mix that up? I mean, I put them together.
1: They put them together in the postseason. That's true. Why would you be afraid of it in the regular season? Uh, you'd have a you'd have you could have Zadorov with Johnson to start off with, and you could have Gerard and Makar and roll with that. Yeah. Because of the Ian Cole injury. So, for me, that makes the most sense, man. If Ian Cole was around, I wouldn't do that, but he's not, so so why not? Yeah, that's how I would start it off. You can easily pivot to Gerard with EJ, although the returns we saw on that pairing last year varied quite a bit. Yeah. Like there it, and and then putting Zadorov with Makar who knows what you're getting with that? <laughs> you,
3: it would be you an really adventure for
1: sure. Yeah. You really, don't have any idea what that's going, <laughs> what that's going to be. <laughs> but I, I would, I would roll out turn and burn. Yeah, I would why go not? with Gerard and McCarr. I, I really don't. I, I mean, the they're going to be two of your top guys. You want to start getting into into top situations now. There's no Tyson Berry, so you've got a ton of minutes to fill. A lot of offensive situations that you're trying to get them into. Why not get your two best offensive defensemen out there together in those situations? They should be it. on the ice basically every time
3: McKinnon's line is. Yeah. I mean, why not? You're trying to drive everything forward with that line anyway. It, at points last year, Gerard was essentially their number 1 anyway, so they haven't been afraid to utilize him heavily. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if they they like how well Gerard covered up some of EJ's warts last season. Now EJ supposedly will be healthy for the start of the season. Will that help EJ be able to be a solid player even away from Gerard? Hopefully, but Gerard can do everything. I think that's a, a a big thing I see outside of the abs bubble in the NHL. Is a lot of people like to underrate his defense. Oh, quite a bit. They see yeah. they see small guy and think batty. <laughs> and I mean, it's a fair criticism to the extent that Gerard is never going to be particularly physical on the defensive end, but he is extremely skilled with his stick and, and is able to take pucks away and position himself well enough that he's not a liability in any way. Well, and what we talk about with Bowen and Byram
1: and how much we like him.
3: Yeah, right. You know,
1: really good defensively with his stick particularly, not an overly physical guy. Yeah. Same thing with Kyle McCarr, although Kyle McCarr will lay the wood. It'll be I it'll mean, be an something. aspect I think people will get surprised about this year is that McCarr will absolutely rock somebody. <laughs> but overall, man, I'm I really Gerard is going to be an increasingly effective defenseman because he's really smart and he's he's got the experience and he's learning a little bit more all the time, and we see the flashes of dominant games starting to pop yeah. up. Yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily expect like dominance out of him. I do think Byram is probably the top pairing guy in the future. Yeah, but that's not an indictment on Gerard. That's because Byram is Byram, and I think Gerard will be the third guy that can do a little bit of everything for them. The same way that Byram will be able to, and I think McCarr will be the one that that I don't want to play as much defensively. Though yep. I think he'll be a better defender than Barry was. I I think he'll be the guy that you kind of chill with. I agree. And then um, with Gerard, I I would give him PK time.
3: Yeah. See absolutely. how it
1: goes. Because this is not this is not your modern day PK is not about big bodies in front, moving guys around and puck battles in front of your goaltender. If you've gotten to that point, you've already lost. And as we've seen with the Avs, it's not an area that Eric Johnson, Ian Cole, and Nikita Zadorov are particularly effective at, anyway. So why bother? Like, why, why waste the time? Yeah. So it, with Cole out,
3: Gerard is a guy that should absolutely get more PK burn. I I agree with that fully. I I do think it's interesting if Gerard does end up being a top pairing guy beyond once Byram is is in and going. This contract has to look amazing at that point, right? If you're paying your top-pairing defenseman $5 million a year, I mean, they've been paying EJ to do it $6 million to do it for forever. Mm-hmm. So it, even with Sam as, as the number three guy or, or whatever you want to call him on that second pair, in that regard, I think the contract looks very strong. Yeah.
1: I mean, $5 million, dude. Yeah. Like, $5 million just isn't that much money for a defenseman. Right. Like, two years ago, $5 million was was premier defenseman money. Exactly. And now you look around at the contracts being signed by top defensemen, guys who are playing in the top four, not even, like, elite defensemen. Like, Jacob Trouba just got eight. And Jacob Trouba's a hell of a player. But that's a guy that's been hanging around most of his career. Last year, he got top power play time and stayed healthy for the first time and yada, 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 all those things, right? Right. But Jacob Truba got paid $8 million.
3: And for the most, the bulk of his career has been a 20 to 30 point defenseman. Yeah, I, I agree. His defensive end is quite high caliber as well, but.
1: Yeah, but he's, he's similar in that. <clears throat> the role that he's played with the Jets is going to be what Gerard will play for the Abs moving forward. Right. Yeah, um, except that he had the one he did have. Uh, Truba had this one year last year where he played top Production. power play time and right. blew up in career numbers. So yep. you know, if if Gerard gets that opportunity, there's always the possibility that happens with him too. You know, we're all penciling Kale McCarr in to be uh, quarterback of the top power play, right? I, I think eventually that'll happen. I don't know that it'll be right away. I would probably give it to Gerard to start with and kind of let Makar work his way into it a little bit. There's no need to overwhelm Makar with everything all at once, even though he's shown the ability to handle things. You have an entire regular season, you don't need to burn him out because you can. With Gerard, yeah. you've got a guy that's a cause. He's played two full NHL seasons now, he understands the grind. I would give him top power play time early on. And as soon as before, I mean, even if this, even if he jumps up to 40 points next year, his contract becomes a value before it even begins. That's how good a situation this is right now. The downside almost
3: doesn't exist. Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting. You could almost just kind of switch Makar and Gerard from power play unit to power play unit on whoever has the hot hand, to be honest. I I have faith in both of them to to run a power play just fine, Uh, but... Yeah, we'll go ahead and and wrap segment one there. We'll come back on the other side, probably with a bit more Girard talk. Depending on how deep we go into Girard, we may get into a little bit more closing off the BSN, be a GM draft stuff. We'll see if we get there or not, and we will be back in a
2: minute. you won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about
1: Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's was usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the uh, extensive selection of some uh, hard to find items.
2: But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for.
1: I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirits staff about different bourbons and different vodkas and I'm always chatting. With the wine staff about different things and saying, "I like this. What else do you have that's similar?" Particularly when I go to non-US uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking
2: for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch, and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.
3: Second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast. We're talking Sam Gerard and his fresh new contract here. We were very, very positive in the first segment. I think that's well deserved, but I do want to talk a little bit about where Gerard can and it needs to improve. We mentioned the bump in offensive production would be nice to see along with perhaps an opportunity on the top power play. What else are you looking for out of him on an every night type basis, AJ?
1: Well, you need that you do need the defense to be there consistently. Yeah. Uh that's one of the things that you're really paying for with him. Is the his ability to play defense at a high level. And he needs to bring it every night. There needs to be a big step forward in that area. Where we're talking about incremental steps forward on offense are fine. He he adds 10 more points to his game. Cool. Right. But defensively, he's still gotta he's still gotta put it together. He's gotta figure it all out and get it all going. Uh because yeah. this is that's a guy that
3: is going to get big, big, big minutes. Right. Longer term, him playing on your PK and in the defensive zone is going to be just as important as his play in the offensive zone, given his role on the team in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I would play him more defensive minutes. I would give him more defensive zone starts. He's excellent exiting his zone with the puck.
3: There you go. He's good at doing that. Let him go do it. Uh, no argument there. I I think especially with Tyson Berry being absent, that's something you want to see him doing a lot, a lot more exiting the zone. You just get him the puck and have mm-hmm. him do it as often as possible. Granted, if he passes it to Kale McCarr and lets him do the zone exiting, that's fine too. But one way or another, no- another more work with him getting the puck out of his own zone. On top of that, the one health issue he has had is in the playoffs. You get to the playoffs, that level of physicality gets bumped up a notch both years. He's had to battle through an injury and and miss a few games. So he's got to find a way to stay healthy when it, when the game amps up a little bit like that.
1: Yeah, that's for it's, it's strange that for a small guy, that's the concern. Yeah. Like, all right, you've made it all the way through the regular season perfectly right. fine, no issues with it. And then you get into the you get into the postseason. Playoffs. A guy runs you in the game one, and you get hurt.
3: Yeah, it, it's very strange that it happened to be in the playoff two years in a row. But yeah,
1: well, and, and I mean, it's and it's a real question, you know, yeah, because it, it does is. happen two years in a row. It makes you really wonder: yeah. uh, is this is this a weird coincidence, or is this? a thing that you really have to be concerned about.
3: Especially in a playoff series, a smaller guy, you wonder a little bit if teams are targeting that a little, trying to hit him, Mm because they know he's a defenseman that plays a lot of minutes. They know he's on the smaller side. It's a little bit of a concern there that if he can't stay healthy in the playoffs, that means you have to start sheltering him a bit.
0: Yeah, You really,
3: if you're going to shelter him,
1: man, you got problems.
3: Yeah, I agree. You can't afford to shelter him.
1: Yeah. You really need to not shelter that guy uh, because
3: you're,
1: you're really relying on him to be a top pairing defenseman for you. Uh, Zadorov hasn't proven that he's that guy. Ian Cole, we know, isn't in throughout his entire career is not that guy. You're really hoping that Gerard is that guy until until Bowen Byrum shows up and takes it from him. Yeah, he needs to be a top guy for the next two years. I agree that's I mean it's how deep Colorado goes will a lot depend on uh, on, on how Gerard performs as a high-end defenseman. you know sure. there's no longer the buoy of okay, well, we don't need him to be great. Uh, the Avs believing they don't need him to be great offensively because defensively he's he's solid. They had Tyson Berry around to score. Tyson Berry's gone. And as much as you like Kale McCarr, I continue to hammer this point home that it is very, very, very against history that he has a monster rookie season. It's always possible, but it's unlikely just based on history. Yeah. we've got 30 years worth of history that Kael McCarr is going up against. Maybe he does it, maybe he breaks that 50 point barrier. I'm just saying that it's unlikely. And when you're dropping down from Barry's 59 points down to into the 40s, you know, you've got to make that up somewhere. It needs to come from Gerard. He needs to do it in more minutes. He needs to do it more efficiently, especially at even strength where his points per 60 is unbelievably low he's right. gonna have to figure he's gonna have to figure out that part of that that part of scoring he's got to do it at even strength especially
3: specifically I would say goal scoring he's never been known as as a quality shooter even in the queue I think his career high was 10 goals in a season and the abs are gonna miss that losing Tyson Berry, who was a mm. 12 plus goal scorer basically automatically every year Gerard well, had four goals last year, three goals the year before he doesn't put pucks in the net at that same level. Is that something the abs can work around and, and make him a facilitator or does he need to start putting more pucks on twine?
1: He does need to shoot more. And last year he doubled his, his shot rate. Yeah. Uh, and that's great. He's not going to be a great shooter. He's not going to be an elite guy that, that scores 12 a year. Uh okay. But him shooting more is not a bad thing. He's got to do more of that. Yeah. And what I want to see him do more of is what he did in that San Jose game in game 82 last Mm -hmm. year where he, you know, had the great spin move and then walked in and beat a guy top shelf.
3: Fired. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: he's not, he doesn't have that blistering slap shot. He doesn't have the shot that gets through a lot of traffic. Like Barry was able to develop. I'm not saying he has to abandon that completely, but. If you've got that spin move, and you've got great feet. Use them, dude! Jump yep. up in there. Jump Absolutely. up into the into the zone a little more aggressively. It will leave you open. Uh, it will leave you susceptible and vulnerable defensively to to odd man rushes the other way. But I'm okay with that.
3: Yeah, I mean that's why you have the goaltender, right? You have to take that type of risk sometimes.
1: Yeah, so well, and that's score
3: on the other end.
1: And Gerard is as fast as he is. You know, and if he's paired with Makar, you know you've got you've got a monster skating next to you as well. Yeah, go for it. You know, get a little more aggressive. I that's the that's the key for him this year. Be more aggressive offensively. He was more aggressive last year. Um, had two hundred and twenty-seven shot attempts last season at five v five. Just you,
3: pucks you pucks thrown hope. towards the net. You hope for sure that the comfort level now with essentially two full seasons in the NHL is is there, that he can loosen up a little bit and take a little bit or a few more risks overall in his gameplay to, to see that offensive production improve for him.
1: Definitely, because he's not going to be a 14-goal guy. And we saw Colorado's defense how badly it struggled last year and yeah. what the offense looked like when the defense was not chipping in much in the way of offense. Right. We saw how badly the offense struggled, and that includes the top line. You know, the top line benefited all kinds a bunch from Tyson Berry being able to jump into the play and create offense and score points. And, so yeah. you know, we're that's gonna have to continue. You know, if you if you looked at with Gerard last year, the players that he was on the ice the most frequently with were it, it was it was Eric Johnson and it was Colorado's top line. That needs to continue, but the big thing is is that Colorado's depth should have taken a big step forward that if he spends 200 minutes last year on the ice next to Spin Andrew Ghetto this year those 200 minutes are spent
3: next to Colin Wilson. Right. It's... <sighs> I I do really like the idea that you have to emphasize his skating ability and jumping up into plays because we saw it even with Tyson Berry last season on the power play. When their feet got stagnant and they just passed the puck around the perimeter, the play went nowhere. And eventually either Berry or McKinnon fired a shot at the net that had basically no chance of going in. Yeah. And that's when the power play struggled. And you saw at times with Gerard on the second unit, when they got their feet moving, it it looked like they were starting to create. And I would love to see more of that from the Avs organizational plan. If they are planning on putting Gerard on the first unit, tell him to move his feet. A lot. Yeah.
1: Like that's what you do. Create space, do what you got to do. We see with McCarr, we see one of the things that he does most effectively. He's got that little head fake that he does, yeah, that opens up space, and he's able to he's able to get by guys cleanly because of that. I'm not saying he's got to be Kale McCarr, but he's got to find his thing. You know, Tyson Berry was able to create space all the time, and I think Sam Gerrard's probably a better skater than Tyson Berry, certainly yeah. of the similar caliber, if not better. But Gerard Gerrard's got to find his thing. He's gotta find the 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 a more aggressive mentality with the puck. Worry a little bit less about being good defensively, about being safe defensively. Uh he'll be he'll be fine in that area. Yeah. I think he's he'll be just fine defensively. Go make it happen on offense, man. And if the Avs can walk out of the walk out of this with three 40 point defensemen in Gerard, McCarr and Byram, and I mean long term over the course of this contract of G's, then they are going to be
3: a god-awful nightmare for opposing teams to handle. Yeah, I I agree. And and getting back to his thing, I think that goes back to the spin move. He has basically put his stamp on that as his signature move. And like you said, when he spins, finds a lane, walks in, shoots, fantastic. But far too often, he does the spin move. It's nice. It protects the puck he finds himself a little bit of space that he just doesn't do anything with. So it's about chaining off of that spin move and creating the next step there, whether it's finding a seam to pass through or walking in his own way. Mm-hmm. But overall, even I don't want to get too negative on this segment because I still really like the contract. I think Gerard will will fit in great as he continues to take the next steps in doing some of these things that he's missing.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's almost nothing to get negative about. Like, right? He can't if you don't if you don't like him because he's too small. He's not getting any bigger. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, like he's not he's not all of a sudden going to be six foot one and
3: two hundred pounds. That's what we have Byram for, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and that's kind of the great thing about it too is is having these three very young, very legitimate top three options. Let's say Gerard is having an off night. Great, put the shul- put the weight on Makar's shoulders, or down the line, put the weight on Byram's shoulders. You don't have to be perfect. It's just make it work. Yeah,
1: yeah, straight up, man. Make it work is a great way to put it because that's it, it's, It should not have to be a, an overly complicated process. Right. Exactly
3: here's three really strong defensemen. Just go out there and and do what you can do.
1: Yeah. Figure it out. Yep. But I am, I am curious to see if Gerard slips into any kind of a mentorship role with Byram this year. Just because similar, similar age, you know, just a couple years older, but he's a guy that Gerard is a guy that can help, I guess, both McCarr and Byram. And and say, hey, you know, <laughs> we I've been there. This is how you do this. This is what you should watch for. Us. This is how you adjust to this. Uh, especially because their their play styles are all going to be similar. Whereas, like if EJ or Zadorov is trying to help him out, it's you know very different, yeah, right. Very different avenues of success there. Where I it's think- like yeah, I don't I don't know how much. You expect they'll be able to be helpful in a lot of ways. But yeah. in terms of finding that offensive success, I mean, Z is certainly still trying to do the same thing.
3: Right. It, I, I think the EJ to, to Byram connection is, is a little bit more in the ball, ballpark than EJ and Makar. But even so, I mean, we've always talked about how EJ always relies on his skill before everything else. Yeah. And, and Gerard can definitely help them more with that IQ side of the game especially as someone who who has a couple of years experience. Now I know it's weird saying that a a 21 year old kid in the league is going to be mentoring these other kids, but then you remember Byram's 18. It's honestly,
1: I just sort of feel bad for everybody else. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because they've enjoyed Colorado floundering and building a competitive defense for years. Yeah. And now they got a whole lot of sassy problems on their hands. <laughs> and with Gerard signed long-term now, like that's one less contract the abs have to worry about. Yeah. Through this whole window that they're, that, that they're hoping, you know, this magical mythical mystical window of theirs where they're allowed to win now. <laughs> you know this this is the kind of contract that can also extend a window because of its value. You look at the McKinnon deal, I don't think it'll be that good of a deal by the end of it, of course, because I don't think Gerard is going to turn into a 70 point defenseman and you know <laughs> just
3: blow up the world. <laughs> right.
1: And then like all of a sudden he's a top 10 defenseman in the league. Uh but it, he's it's he's good and he's going to be good enough that this five five million dollars is going to be a whale of a steal because if you look at it right now, five million dollar cap hit that ties him for fifty second among defensemen right now. Even a year before that contract is set to begin. Fifty seven or fifty fifty second in terms of uh defensemen tied with Danny de Andy Green, Nicholas Jalmerson, and Morgan Riley.
3: There you go. I mean (laughs) it's a bit of a wide range of of names there, going from Andy Green to Morgan
1: Riley. Well, and (laughs) the guy that the guy that he might end up the most like is Dmitry Orlov, who makes uh five point one. Yeah, there you go. Where you know Dmitry Orlov's a top pairing defenseman and has been a very good defender for the caps for a long time. And scores 30 points a year.
3: Yeah. If that's what he is, like I said, I think the contract is perfectly fine. It's not the world beating steel that it could potentially be, but no complaints, especially in the last couple of years, assuming, you know, the cap continues to do what it has for the entire time it's existed and things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would be, how unlikely would it be that this contract ever becomes onerous? Like what would have to happen? Is it just injuries?
3: Yeah. I I mean, unless he just completely forgets how to play hockey the way that he is capable of, even right now, I don't see how it becomes uh, an an untouchable. Even if it trends down a little bit to a point where it's bad, these are the type of contracts that teams have always been able to move on from. You're not, stuck in this forever because you overpaid him way too much.
1: Yeah, this is definitely uh, a deal where if something, you know, something happens, it would not be incredibly difficult to move on from down the road. I mean, we've seen bad, like bad contracts get dealt this summer. Right.
3: It it happens every year. We're talking
1: like six, seven million dollars for guys who are in their thirties getting dealt. And it happens every year, like all the bad contracts get traded every season when people are like, that's untradeable, like no contract is untradeable. Except for Bobby Ryan's, but even Nikita Zaitsev got, you know, found a home, right? And that's like, you look at Nikita Zaitsev and you say that, in my opinion, is like absolute worst case scenario. You know, Zaitsev signs this long extension uh, with with the the Maple Leafs after, what was it, one good year? He had a 36-point season and signed a seven-year extension, and he's combined for, like, 30 points or something like that after that. Like, has not... He did a huge downturn, and that, that contract turned into a nightmare immediately. But the big difference is... Gerard's already put two quality seasons out there and Gerard is 21. Zaitsev is, I think he's 27 now and was 23 or 24 at the time of his first one good season. Right. And so you're like, okay, like they just went, they just went all in on a guy had one good year.
3: Right. With based on age projection, things like that probably wasn't that much more upside beyond the good year, even if he had maintained it and that's where you you start making your money on Gerard especially with the upside if he starts to hit it.
1: Absolutely. It just the raw reality, the bottom line of this is it just won't take a lot for Gerard to live up to this contract. To live up right. to a 5 million dollar deal, it just won't take that
3: much. Yeah. I uh, I fully agree that Gerard shouldn't have any trouble at all living up to that contract. The fact that he's 21 now that means he can order from Total Beverage get the same discount we get which is 30% off that's right 30% off Total Beverage is giving the BSN fam 30% off your $25 or more purchase use code BSN20 online 2019 sorry online or on the Total Beverage app Download today, and as you may or may not know, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area, from Lakewood to Boulder and Aurora to Brighton, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right, from drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. So don't let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. And better yet, don't leave the comfort of your home and get it delivered. Cheers. It's going to do it for segment two here. Segment three, we might just have more Sam Girard to talk about since he's just a fun, fun player. Either that or a little bit of be a GM funness. See you in a minute. Final segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast for this Wednesday episode. We've talked about Sam Girard's play on the ice. We've talked about his new contract. It's time to take a look at how that contract is going to affect the Avs in the future, specifically Dealing with the expansion draft. I think it was pretty likely they were going to end up protecting Gerard anyway, but it does make things a little bit more clear as the Avs start to shake out some of these longer deals. AJ, do you think their defense is, is pretty much set up? They'll be protecting McCarr, they'll be protecting Gerard. Byron will be exempt, so maybe there's a third spot open there
1: the conversation is is Eric Johnson still around right is Nikita Zadorop still around because that's the third guy right right exactly johnson has the nmc but 2 years from now johnson will be 33 years old with 2 years left at 6 million dollars uh per year for the last couple of years of that deal there's no way if colorado convinces him to waive his nmc uh, which almost all the players in the last expansion draft did. By the way, I think the only one that didn't was Dion Phaneuf. But the only way, or the I don't, I don't see any way that if he does that, Seattle will target Eric Johnson. Yeah. I mean, what would be the if you're Seattle, if you're so you're Ron Francis, right. what's what's the upside in targeting Eric Johnson from
3: Colorado? It's Can't basically leadership, right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a bit of a tough sell. I mean, unless they're they're really trying to hit the cap floor and they've gone really cheap elsewhere or something, which is unlikely. So
1: and I I, I mean, you're trying to make a good team. Right. And the abs will be one of the better teams to to poach from at that point because they won't be able to protect all of the forward group and they won't be they won't be protecting Matt Nieto and Rocco Grimaldi this time around. Right. (sighs) Good Lord. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so it's if Eric Johnson is exposed and Nikita Zadorov gets protected along with Gerard and Makar, that you're talking about what do you do with forward? You know, yeah. you've, you've got the top line and then Kadri. I think those are the automatics for sure. So there's four. You've got three more to protect. So you'll have some combination of. Jost, Kamenev, Burakovsky, Donskoy, Don Comper. Yeah. Some combination of those guys, right? Yep. And if a, a, a Burakovsky doesn't work out this year, then somebody well, comes up and takes his place one. next yeah. year, you know, whatever. But it would be a tough sell to take Eric Johnson. Uh, so to me, that's that's the likeliest thing, is that they ask him to waive the NMC, knowing that it would be... A thirty-three-year-old with six million dollars to go for two more years, uh, and and I'm assuming Eric Johnson continues to slip
3: between now and then. You would assume that's just kind of how age decline works. So, it,
1: especially with the knee issues that he's had, like it just right. it just makes
3: sense. Right? It would be even if he maintains where he's at now, that would be very good for the Avs. It, I would be shocked if his play improves. To be honest. As in gets better over a a long-term trend. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and Gerard Gerard and Makar are no-brainers. You're protecting them. You don't. Money in the bank. (laughs) They're they're too important. Yep. Uh, Zadorov, we, you know, with Byram and with Gerard, you're talking, there isn't the same level of urgency to protect Zadorov. You do like that he brings an element that you don't otherwise have. You want that physical guy. You want a guy that can he can chip in goals for you. He hasn't done anything assist wise.
3: But back to back seven goal seasons, I mean, you gotta you gotta take that seriously. Right. It's it's not nothing. the fourteen points is definitely a little bit lower than the as we're hoping this past season, but Yeah. If you're gonna have fourteen points, they might as well all be goals. Right. It's, I I do wonder if there's maybe a little bit more there with Zadorov, just because as we saw near the end of the season when he stopped having the brain fart issues at that point, you can open him up a little bit more and, and maybe have him get involved on the offense, but it's not something you're going to be banking on at all.
1: My, my problem is that every time you think that you're taking a step forward with Z, you end up taking either a full step back or a half step back. Right. And then you take a quarter step forward and you never really get that far from where he exactly. started. Mm-hmm.
3: He ends up yo-yoing back and forth.
1: Yeah, and like has made a habit of finishing strong, and so everybody spends all summer feeling optimistic,
3: and then he comes yeah. out super flat to start the season. Yeah, he's becoming a, a notoriously slow starter now, and yeah. that's going to hold him back if he can't figure it out.
1: <laughs> right, because the the points the first three months of the season still count in the standings.
3: Right, <laughs> exactly.
1: Whether Nikita Zadorov's is ready
3: for them, too, or not. Yeah, and, and so that conversation becomes tough. I mean, it's, it's still a long way out. You never know who the Avs may end up acquiring or if Callie Rosen goes off or something crazy, then that could change the whole dynamic of that third spot. But as it stands right now, the only two that you can reasonably consider are, are Z and EJ, right? Absolutely.
1: Like... With the with the outside shot of Rosen. He's the one guy where I'm like, maybe.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Just because
1: we have absolutely no idea what he is, what he isn't, and he's twenty five years old and he's on a great contract.
3: I I'm not gonna seriously consider him until we see him play a significant number of games at the yeah. NHL level, but definitely a thought to hold on to. Definitely could be.
1: And the the nice thing about this is that Byram and Timmins, you don't have to worry about those guys. Right. They won't, they, you know, they're not eligible. You don't have to be concerned about them. You don't have to worry about guys like Kaut, such, you know, the guys that will be on the Eagles this year, you don't have to worry about. And it's so, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes it it makes it makes really nice, man. Like, if a Burakovsky does not uh, work out for you, then, all right, take his name off the list. You have you have Martin Kaut on your team instead, uh, who's, you know, not eligible to be taken in that draft. You protect Comper. You know, it's or a, you protect Don's scoring. you know, else, right. like you're, you're able to get a much better idea of the guys that you're keeping around and you force them to take, you know, maybe, maybe that's where they have to take a, a Matt Nieto. Maybe that's where they're, they have to take Vladislav Kamenev.
3: Yeah. It's, I do wonder on the forward side, especially it's. There will be acquisitions. Yeah, there will be a lot of turnover,
1: but I don't, I just me personally come expansion time. I don't expect uh, Burakovsky, Calvert, Wilson, Nieto, Belmar, Kamenev to all be on the roster still. Yeah. If you're forward core.
3: I think the only one you said that has a legitimate chance to be on the roster still is Burakovsky if he plays well.
1: Yeah. Because you're hoping, and that's not like, it's nothing against like a Nieto or or a, a Calvert, You're just hoping to develop that guy,
3: right? You're hoping
1: that, Oh, you need to replace Matt Calvert. Great. You have Nick Henry. You need to replace Matt Nieto. You've got Ty Lewis. Exactly.
3: And that's how you build into contendership as well, because
1: you're paying those guys. Yep. You pay all these guys, all these, all this money, all those guys that I mentioned, will be getting contract extensions and raises. You're going to need cheaper contracts elsewhere. So you're going to need to develop out of your ELCs. You're going to need Martin Kauk to contribute. You're going to need Shane Bowers, uh, maybe Logan O'Connor, um, you know, Lewis and Henry and some of these cats, Connor Timmons. These guys are all going to have to be guys that can contribute while they're still on the ELCs, while they're still young and cheap.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's And that's where you find the money to whoever they decide to go out and get next offseason or, or whenever that's how you make it all fit and you know Sam Gerard's five million dollar contract could well help also but we'll see it should
1: it should really help because if nothing else man they can plan around it right
3: it it's something solid this is a team that before the Gerard contract they basically had nothing beyond four years out I think
1: yeah it was uh it was McKinnon uh and Donskoy and Comper
3: right all with four years left and now yep. they have gerard for seven so not only through all the contracts we've talked about previously but even after that when you get into the mckinnon conversations gerard is a piece you can work from
1: well and, and we expect miko you know whatever that deal ends right. up being that will
3: be another one you were hoping see. it's long
1: term we'll see it, um and then i think even if it's not after
3: the bridge will be
1: right like it, it won't be long till there's a long term deal in place for Ranson, and whether it be uh, two years from now or this year. Right. Uh, and you expect the same thing with Landis Gog. You expect that to be another long term deal, maybe not seven, but another long term deal. Yep. Uh, you expect Grubauer, if he, well, Grubauer is a little iffier just because he still has plenty to prove himself. Uh, but you expect Kale McCarr, they're going to try to trick into signing a con- lifetime contract. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're going to do everything they can to try and get those three young defensemen signed long term for reasonable prices and kind of avoid the big what Nashville's having to go through right now for a decade. If they can get away with that for 10 years, uh, then they've done amazingly. And that's yeah. with Gerard now in place. That's one third of those three guys that they're going to have to give huge raises to someday. That's locked in at a great number.
3: Yeah. It's fantastic. And, honestly regardless of what the the future avs d blue line signs for i can 100% guarantee you that it's going to be game changing for the avs nice so it's it's time to tell you about some game changing coffee as well stravacraft is the cbd enriched coffee that has really changed lives their reviews are incredible so be sure to check them out the cbd infused coffee has taken away long term migraines back pain arthritis ibs it has helped decrease anxiety you name it, it has it covered. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped to straight to your door. That's going to do it for us on this Wednesday episode of the BSN Abs Podcast. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another show, a little bit of news the... World Junior Summer Showcases on. The Avs actually had six prospects in it. Not sure we'll get to that this week, but probably have a show on it eventually. So you can look forward to that, and we will catch you then.
0: Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch or ride in the adventurous 4Runner a true champion on and off the road whichever truck you choose you're getting a real winner come join the team of champions toyota trucks visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local toyota dealership today toyota let's go places